You are listening to a production of the Toll Network at trialofheroes.wordpress.com. I'm Matthew, an Ultraman noob, and I'm here to discuss SSSS Gridman. This is Going Ultra 3, Lifeline. Overall thoughts on Episode 3, Defeat. On a scale of terrible to great, okay. There was so much fun and cool new stuff, it distracted from some of the hollowness to some of the episode. Uh, Overall, the story this episode was incomplete. What happened? Uh, On the setting, uh, the rainy day gave a good resonance to everything going on. The park felt lonely and sad, and Rika's run-in with uh, Auntie came off well. Again, it felt very open and vulnerable. Um, I would say a sense of vulnerability and emotionality uh, kind of pervaded, if that's the right way to say that, uh, this whole episode, which was pretty good. Again, there are some issues uh, that I had overall. Um, For some reason, I felt compelled to take handwritten notes throughout the episode, so I'm just going to run through those real quick before I get into... Well, I guess I should share my immediate afterthoughts, and then I'll run through my notes and kind of uh, talk about the characters in that way. So, uh, my immediate afterthoughts are... What happened? Um, the end of episode three f- kind of felt like the end of episode one, where I knew that there were mysterious things going on, things I didn't understand, things I would get to understand as the future episodes uh, came out. Um, the only problem, or the biggest difference, uh, which is a problem for me, is that at the end of episode one, I thought there are 11 more episodes in the show, and I'm sure that all of them will be more full of finished thoughts, revelations. I'm not sure how quite to uh, to qualify uh, what I thought was coming. But at the end of uh, Defeat, um, I thought and I wondered, is this going to happen every other episode? Is episode 1, 3, 5, 7, 9, 11 going to kind of be like a half of an episode, not really full of all the information that it could have? And um, is it going to leave me wanting more in a negative way? And honestly, I'm a little concerned. And uh, you know, the the mention I made of it feeling kind of hollow uh, and incomplete is uh, that's how I feel. That's <laughs> what I'm worried about. And um, I don't know. I'm I, I'm happy with the flashiness flashiness rather of the animation and. Uh, like the mystique of what's going on, but I think a weak mystery is one that depends on information being withheld from the audience solely. And I'm wondering if that might be what's going to happen here. Uh, On the flip side of that, um, because we didn't know what was going on because of how the scenario was all set up, um, you get to see a lot of interesting uh, emotional moments with all the characters that really made me wonder uh, about exactly what's going on in in a different way, more uh, what's happening with the characters as opposed to the plot around them and the, you know, kaiju and whatnot. And I wanted to focus right now on the tension between Rika and Yuta. Uh, For some reason, or Hibiki, she calls him, for some reason she wasn't really uh, interested in reaching out to him after her uh, I mean, you know, uh, Auntie went off and became a kaiju, and, uh, you know, maybe she didn't call for good reason at that time, which, you know, I don't fault her or anything, and she doesn't, you know, owe it to him to to 
talk to him, but she wanted to talk to him and she wanted to connect to him. And the fact that she couldn't quite bring herself to, um, it created a lot of tension and, uh, I thought that was good. Um, there was some tension between her and Utsumi where, uh, she basically accused him of regarding her as stupid and, uh, he, uh, withheld information from her. I, I think it was another Ultraman reference probably. Um, and, uh, Anyway, that that was you know an interesting thing because Yuta was gone. He he wasn't holding them together anymore. Um, they thought he was dead, and um, she was trying to. I don't know what she was trying to do. Um, Utsumi stayed with her as opposed to just leaving and running away. And uh, by the end of their you know not good exchange, uh, their negative exchange, um, he tells her the Gridman Alliance is disbanded. But then you know um, all the others come in, and it kind of changes things. Uh, so, I don't know. It's, there's something going on. Uh, again, I think this is all about people and connecting and stuff. And even something I noticed in the OP this time made me wonder if this is all, like, about Akane and um, her growing up or, like, learning to empathize and, I don't know, be more human, be more properly human. Um, as a... Uh, Androids rights advocate. I, I feel I always feel like qualifying for ten minutes when I ever say uh, you know that something isn't human or someone is not human or or you know, could be more human. Um, but I won't go off on that right now, except to say that it was interesting that Utsumi raises the point about uh, just like uh, Yuta becomes uh, Ultraman or Gridman rather. Um, is it possible the Kaiju are people who are turning into Kaiju and then uh, Yuta is like frozen and unable to fight at first? Because he thinks that um, Auntie is a human uh, who turned into a kaiju and he doesn't want to hurt a real person and kill a real person. Uh, again, there's that emphasis on, on realness and stuff. Anyway, um, but uh, it's funny because um, I guess after that fight, uh, they're celebrating. Uh, Akane uh, treats... Uh, so she treats Auntie very nicely um, before... And encourages him, or, you know, while, I guess, while encouraging him to go fight and kill Gridman. And then after he has killed Gridman, so she thinks, so he thinks, so everybody thinks, um, they aren't, uh, or they're celebrating, and she's being very kind to him, and he brings up the question of him being a human, and she says, no, you're a kaiju, you're, you're a kaiju, and you're doing what kaiju do, and, you know, that's good, and I like it. Um, you know, keep being kaiju. Don't ever uh, lose your kaiju-ness. And um, uh, she's very happy, very loving, loving towards him and very kind, so to speak. And then uh, he's defeated and that all turns around. Um, she throws the food uh, that she made for him ostensibly onto him, uh, making him a mess and leaving him in the rain. And uh, obviously that's a different side of her. And... Oh, golly, I'm not sure where that's going or what that's... Uh, I mean, you could say it's mirroring the Gridman Alliance and how they're all, you know, happy friends. Um, but I guess the, an interesting thing about the Gridman Alliance is they're not all happy friends and everything's sunshine and rainbows. Um, there is tension. There is uh, difficulties between them. Uh, their interactions are overall positive. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what else to say about that. Except that... Uh, you know, it does run in contradiction to Akane, who is only really uh, connecting with a uh, digital life form, uh, 
whatever, an evil hyper agent or whatever uh, Alexis is going to turn out to be as opposed to connecting with people. And um, I don't know, man. She's like the trigger, uh, no pun intended, to this whole thing. And her connecting with Alexis seems to be the trigger event that like awakens Gridman and, and causes him to uh, come back uh, onto the scene to, to stop whatever evil's going down. Um, another thing, gosh, uh, at the beginning of the episode, Yuta mentions that this is the, you know, there have been two incidents and his memories still haven't come back and everyone else, uh, their memories of the actual events are kind of non-existent and uh, it makes him wonder about, like, if he'll ever remember anything. And uh, I think that's pretty interesting. Um, anyway, I'm getting a little rambly. I want to go through my notes real quick, um, and then I will uh, try to organize my thoughts again. So here I go. So this is basically just uh, going through the episode of what I observed. So Shinzo bids anti Shinjo. <laughs> Akane uh, bids um, anti good luck, and he says that he'll crush him. Uh, she also gave anti a lunchbox. Uh, Rika is so kind to Auntie at the park. Um, she, th- I think she thought he was homeless because she's really surprised that he has a cell phone, but she was offering him food, I guess, lunch that she took on her way to school, or was she ditching? Whatever, I don't know. Um, and then Akane, while she's at school, she calls Auntie and tells him to go wild. So he does. He turns into a con, um, a kaiju. Interesting, there's no instance ab reaction, uh, this time, which, uh, I find pretty interesting. I'm not sure, um, not sure why there wasn't, uh, but uh, other than um, Alexis wasn't there to do it, and uh, you know she was able to call him and have him go wild, which I think that's like a key phrase or whatever that turns him into a kaiju. Uh, let's see. Oh, so Calibre shows up to the school, and he saves Yuta and Utsumi, and he picks up Rika along the way. I, she was probably on her way to school then, I'm guessing, uh, but she was just going to be late, and he throws them into the junk shop, and uh, it was pretty funny. Um, the animation was great. Uh, there especially and it was just like a really funny situation to have happening um and then uh there's a really awkward moment between uh between yuta and uh rika which i thought was significant and like i don't want to go here because i don't really care but like are they going with sort of a so like a romantic element between them or is it just the fact that he's Gridman and he's saving everybody and she can't quite connect to him uh the way she wants to or, or or something or she's you know subconscious about the way she's connecting and interacting with with hibiki i don't know um anyway okay so shinjo is so excited to see the kaiju and gridman in person i thought that was interesting because she's always just watched everything through a screen and she mentions that and that's another thing like does this girl live through screens is she totally disconnected from people and like she's got all those kaiju behind gl- glass or in glass cases in her home um like, is that what she is? Is she distanced from everybody and everything? And that's why she's so upset. But then she's talking to her, her friends, too. I, I don't know. It's, it's a very interesting thing they have going on with her. Um, let me see. Okay, so... And, um, oh, okay. So I mentioned already that Yuta didn't want to fight another human, which he thought um, Auntie was. And then uh, Caliber reminds him that, you know, there's all these lives at stake if he doesn't fight. So uh, I guess it's, uh, you know, fight and possibly kill one human to save the lives of countless innocents. Or, you know, multiple innocence, which uh, I get that. I get that on a very base human level. It's it's almost primal, uh, if you get that pun. Anyway, um, another thing then is, uh, so Caliber, so he reminds me of the sticks. Okay, Antis Kaiju form is super cool. I really liked it. Um, interesting, uh, 
um, Akane is just like rattling off during the battle different uh, aspects that he has. Like he can copy an enemy's power and stuff like that. So I thought that was a neat thing. Although it was almost like is she you know, like how does that work? Does she carve that into him? Is she uh, you know um, making it up as she goes along or what? It's just it's kind of interesting. Um, <clears throat> another thing. So Gridman and Yuta are defeated. Uh, junk power is down, which was uh, pretty neat to see. Um, then. Uh, Akane, no, not Akane, sheesh, um, Rika and, um, and Utsumi have their little spat, and, like, they're about to give up on everything, and then these weirdos walk in, um, and, uh, order lattes at the bar and kind of make a scene, and it turns out these, desperate times call for desperate measures, so the subs I saw said Neon Genesis Junior High students is, is what these three folks are, um, and uh, I don't know what to make of that, but their appearance was fun and interesting, and I'm wondering where, where they'll go from there. And I like that they all have very distinct personalities. That's pretty cool. Um, Calibre Stammer, I, I noticed in the dub this time I watched with subtitles, so it was in Japanese, and he stammers in the, uh, in the Japanese as well. And that's a slightly endearing quality. It's not irritating at all. Uh, that's That would be mean of me to be irritated with that. Um, it's slightly endearing, and it... I don't know, it makes me feel empathetic for him, and it makes me wonder, like, what's up with him? Um, like, is there something wrong, or is that just who he is? And, like, I just, it kind of sets him apart, because he's so quiet most of the time, and then when he does speak, he's got a little bit of a of a stammer. Um, and uh, I just wonder what, what it is about that. It It's not, um, I'm not, like, fetishizing it, I just wonder what that means. Um, let's see. So, again, I, I do have problems with this. How did Utah and Gridman survive? It doesn't make any sense. Um, but then you have Max Gridman and the Heracles combination, um, when, uh, Battle Tracto Max goes into the computer and becomes, uh, you know, forms with Gridman. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, and then, like, Anti has a time limit, which is interesting, because I think that's an original Ultraman thing, which is why the Evangelions had a time limit, uh, without their batteries, with their umbilical, uh, cables unplugged. And then, uh, you know, earlier I mentioned Akane being mean, uh, for not getting what she wants uh, from Auntie. Um, it's just kind of weird. Something I really thought was interesting was, um, I think it's Caliber when he comes out of the computer, he says, uh, when everybody is really surprised that um, Rika was able to just call Yuta uh, and that he didn't even think about calling her uh, or using his phone in whatever space they were, um, that phones are connected to lives, which is why the episode of this title, or the title of this episode is called Lifeline. So, uh, yeah, phones are connected to lives. Um, I'm almost wondering if, because I mentioned the thing about Akane being behind screens and, you know, seeing stuff in, in person being different for her, if, um, phones are connected to lives, like, is that another thing that the show is kind of about, like, living life through technology? And, uh, anyway, I really wonder, like, if that's part of, uh, part of what they're going for in the show. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the show's about yet, other than, you know, kaiju are attacking, but the kaiju aren't just kaiju. There's there's some deeper meaning to it, I'm sure. Um, although, if it's not, like, super deep, you know, that's okay with me. It's just, I wonder what's trying to be said. And, uh, I don't know. I think we're going to get there. I think we're definitely going to get there. So, I guess the bottom line is, I had lots of fun. I enjoyed so many of the aspects that were brought in here. Um, there were some legitimate, like, character... There was some legitimate character drama stuff in here that really interests me and, and makes me want to know more, makes me want to stick around. But at the same time, there's like this incompletion of information and I really don't want to just take things as given. Uh, 
not because I demand an, an explanation for every little thing, but just because some things should be explained. And uh, I feel like some things that should be explained aren't being, and I'm worried that they won't be, or I, it's a fact that they aren't being explained at this moment, and I'm worried that they won't be. Um, but man, I'm looking forward to seeing what other super cool, I think I yelled at my phone, which I was watching this on a couple times uh, during like the fight scene because of how cool everything looked. And um, like there were like bursts of energy that helped the giant arms of, uh, of Battle Tractor Max or, or Max, uh, what is it, Max Gridman uh, to like move around and stuff because he's just so freaking heavy. Um, and then that uh, like super big um, <laughs> arm beam that he did was really cool. And it was nice that it matched Antis as well. Um, so it's all neat stuff, and I wonder if Anti will become like a legitimate um, enemy for him going forward. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, so I didn't really have time to go through my notes, um, my old notes that I'd made. Uh, but I'll just real quick. So you know, Max Goodman looks really good. It's a trigger shoots and kind of thing. Uh, great fight. Um, well, yeah. Both another thing is the the fight. Both rounds of the fight, you know, the, the first one pre-defeat and post-defeat uh, were really great. And uh, like I said, Anti's design is fantastic. It just looks so cool. And I kind of think it, with his scarf, it like mimics it the way it kind of flows. And it's, it's got like an extra layer of armor or whatever, like wrapped around his body sort of. Anyway, I'm not sure, but cool stuff. Uh, anyway, that's all for now. Please send in your questions or co- and comments uh, if you know any more about Ultraman, uh, the original Gridman, or Super Samurai Cyber Squad, and would like to share it here, uh, feel free to do so. Uh, and now I leave you with the immortal words of Samurai Caliber. Do what you can do. Always.